step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sage Advice Radio. I am your host, Brandon Hauser, the Dream Teacher, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. Uh, It's a pretty chilly day here. I think most of the uh, states, U.S. is experiencing quite a cold front. Uh, Not sure about where, uh, what's happening in other parts of the world. So if you're calling in and connecting from Somewhere else in the world, you can share with us how how things are going in your environment. I often find, you know, our environments very much, as many of you have found, that environments very much feed or play off of how we're kind of feeling in that day and in that moment. And, you know, it, it's quite a complex thing to think about all these different things that affect our current state of feeling, whether we're feeling good or bad, there are so many different things. What I've really been sort of focused on or what has really pulled my attention is a lot of what we feel or hold within heart space. I think, you know, during a time of, for example, like Mercury retrograde, I I think many people are kind of going through something uh, quite intense. And I keep finding that it's the more spiritually or or higher energy tuned in people uh, that are really experiencing uh, the brunt of it. But I always find that during times like this, you know, when you're kind of forced to be a little bit more internal, when you're, you're forced to be a little more reflective about what you're doing, what's going on around you, what are your initiations to action, you always kind of, when you're looking inside, when you're doing that internal look, you start to see all the things that maybe you have either ignored or purposefully, you know, held back from your own self from feeling. And so whenever we do that introspection, whenever we look within, you know, we start to see all the different things uh, that we're hanging on to, the things that, you know, really make us feel good or, or even bad. I think it's always important, you know, to remain uh, somewhat internally conscious 
of course, having a healthy balance of, you know, internal and external is always going to be uh, the goal, the prerogative here. But I wanted to share with you all something uh, really exciting that I'm doing in line with this. So don't let the, the, the containment of my voice mislead you in thinking I'm not incredibly excited about this because when I tell you it is just bursting like a, a, a star through my body, it is so incredibly exciting. Um, so I have finally, um, well, let me preface a little bit. I received a channel of information and what I was being shown from whatever this higher consciousness was, was that I needed to help people in a direct way heal some emotions, you know, to get them to a higher state of consciousness in themselves. And so what happened was a whole, pretty much like a hypnotherapy track was like downloaded into my brain. And so I just, you know, I have been in a whirlwind the past couple of weeks, writing everything down, building this track. And just last night I finished, uh, so I had finished the script a few days ago. And last night I had finished the music. And so uh, what I had as far as the voice recording was very, very subpar, um, very amateur because I was using just a, a regular headphone microphone instead of my professional one. And when I tell you that even with that recording and with the finalized music, which there's still some things that need to be fine-tuned, even with that, I was instantly put into state, 100%. When I say state, that means I was shifted from normal waking consciousness to a subconscious realm. A whole goal of this thing that I'm creating you know, is to be able to heal emotions, to be able to have a universal consciousness. You guys, when I tell you that this thing absolutely took me out of consciousness and put me into state, I am not kidding. It was so impactful for me. And what I found really interesting is how good I felt afterwards. And I don't mean just like, oh yeah, I felt nice and et cetera. You know, it was just a pleasant little nap or daydream. I'm telling you that I could feel the serotonin in my gut becoming active and spreading to my body. It was like this wave of euphoria after I had did the session that just overcame me and it stayed with me all night, all day today. I still feel it right now as I talk about it. I can feel it making a trigger reaction into my body, opening up third eye, opening up crown, and I am like in state connected, ready to go. So uh, I will be releasing this very soon. Um, the recordings are almost done, and uh, you all will be able to uh, uh, listen to it for yourselves. Uh, I'll be putting it up on my website. So if you do want to keep up to date with that, please visit my website, uh, thedreamteacher.com, or you can follow me on social media, um, and I might post an update there. Uh, you can check out my Facebook page. It uh, should be linked on the uh, radio page itself, but just in case you're typing in, facebook.com backslash Hauser Hypnosis. That's my last name and the word hypnosis. 
Uh, so I'll be putting stuff out there. Also Twitter. I love Twitter, DH Dream Teacher, um, if you're on there as well. So I'm, I'm very excited about my projects. I'm very excited about, you know, my own personal passions. And today we have a guest with us who has, you know, just as much excitement about her passions and what she does uh, in the spiritual realm. So let's get to know her a little bit better. Uh, we'll bring on Bree here. Let's make sure she's there. All right. Hey there, Bree. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you, Brandon? Hi. I'm very well. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's a cold day out here in Milwaukee, but you know what? Um, sometimes that's bracing. Sometimes you need it to wake you up a bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It can certainly wake up certain parts of you that may have been dormant. And it's also good for the skin, right? Helps you keep that youthful glow. <laughs> well, I'm not complaining. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for being here, Bree. I'd love for my listeners to just learn a little bit more about you. Uh, so first, I would love to ask you, you know, what is it that you do in the spiritual realm? Sure. Well, um, I'll admit, the first time that you asked me this question, I struggled a little bit. Part of the problem is that over the years, I've cultivated a not insignificant repertoire of skills, all of which can be valuable tools for the person in need. So um, I think in the end, I settled on, I think if I had to put a title on it, I settled on mystic healer in quotes, because I think it conveys two things. The first, that I'm someone with a spiritual gift who relies on tools to get the job done, thus the word mystic. Um, and two, that um, I chose to use these tools at my disposal to help clients on the road to healing themselves. I also added on of the Northern tradition because it conveys something about the deities and the forces that I work with personally, as well as the philosophy behind the healing that I offer. I like to think my practice strikes a pleasant balance between um, something like shamanism, witchcraft, and good old-fashioned psychic work as you and I know it. Um, but if I'm honest, I've, I've always been kind of leery of slapping a label on what it is I do and calling it a day, mostly because um, at least the way that I understand it, Northern tradition spirituality places such importance on the power of the spoken word. It's not just about finding the words, you know, it's about finding the right ones. <clears throat> um, one thing I will say that's really unique about Northern tradition spirituality is the way that we conceptualize the way the future takes shape. And that's something I hope that we can chat about a little bit later. I love that. I love how clear you are, you know, even in what you do, even as you say, you know, you had trouble with the question. It just seems so clear when you explain it that you kind of know exactly what you're doing. Um, and that's, you know, why I asked this question <clears throat> if you're going to go to any kind of professional, you know, they should probably know what they're doing, how, how they, uh, you know, exercise their passions or talents or skills, you know, whatever it is, whether it's uh, psychic, spiritual work, whether it's, you know, anything else, literally anything. Um, so, yeah, I, I, th I think you express that really well. I definitely want to learn a little bit more about uh, when you say northern tradition, what exactly is that? What does that What does that mean? Okay, so um, it's kind of a hodgepodge of things, if I'm honest with you. Um, 
trying to think of a way that I can put it eloquently so that people will understand. So if you'll give me a moment to find the right words, um, sure. I'd say, I'd say it's something of a poetic translation. And I do mean that in a multi-layered sense. So linguistically, what I'm referring to is embodied in the old Norse term or fornsed, um, which is a translation meaning literally old ways, which is interesting because it's kind of, um, it's a reclaimed term. It was used during the Christianization of Scandinavia uh, as, a, as a way of saying, you know, those people over there, they're, they're you know, if you'll pardon the, my saying, they're the old farts, you know, they're the ones that are, you know, still stick mm-hmm. into the old ways and we got this new, this new and cool thing over here. Um, you know, and I, I'd love to tell you more about the actual language sometime because, you know, for reasons you'll come to understand again, you know, the words we use are as important as the meaning behind them. Um, I'd also like to say the Northern tradition is a spiritual paradigm that means a lot of different things, to different people. So I do want to be clear that, you know, Proclaiming oneself an authority on something like this is a major no-no. So what I'm sharing with you is my experience and how I work within it. You know, there, there's a big, um, there's a culture of, of no one's really the boss of anybody else in this. You know, there's, there's a, it's a very individualized practice because most of the people um, outside of larger holiday rituals like blots, um you know, are mostly solitary practitioners. You know, there's, there's not like, that's not like uh, you have in Wicca where you have a, like a group of people who act as a coven. Um, most of us act alone um, or in very, very, very small groups. So um, mm-hmm. that kind of should clarify things a little bit there. Um, so uh, for me, Northern Christian I, spirituality. Ooh, <clears throat> sorry, bud. Uh, I'm just wondering, you know, when you say northern, does it have its origins specifically somewhere geographically on the map? It sure does, yeah. It's mostly in northern Europe. So we're talking like Scandinavia, um, Scandinavia, Germany. So we're dealing, you know, again, the, the forces that I'm working with are older than, you know, Scandinavia and and like you know the Germanic people, the the Teutons and, and people like that. Mm-hmm. But um, they they actually even have ties into the Vedic pantheon. Um, there's this thing called the um, the Azir Asher correspondence that I've been studying lately. That's just absolutely fascinating. But highly encourage anybody who's interested in this to um, you know who's already aware of it to go ahead and, and look that up as well. And get some really neat information like ties between like the gods Thor and Indra. Um, which actually, you know what, now that I mentioned that, that's probably how most people would, would be aware of the gods of the Northern tradition. You know, um, the Marvel comics are super popular right now, right? You know, you have all these movies right. coming out and you, you have like Thor and Odin. And I, mean, I mean, you know, they, they get some things right. They get a lot of it wrong. Um, it's, <laughs> they're, they're, they're good movies, you know. But that's, that's kind of, you know, geographically, yeah, we're talking about Scandinavia, we're talking about um, the, the Germanic gods, we're talking about, you know, European traditions, you know, ancient European traditions. Um, gotcha. But I do want to clarify oh. that it's for everybody, not just your folks of European descent. Right. Okay. And when, when, when the, the word tradition is used, does that mean that there are specifically like things that are done like rituals or is tradition just kind of like a a catch-all 
or the different spiritual understandings that it has taken throughout time? It's very much a catch-all for the different spiritual understandings it's taken on over time because even, you know, even back in the day, different households and different communities would have different ways of honoring the, you know, the Wiccans, the, the deities, the spirits of their, uh, their particular communities that protected them. Um, you know, so it was, again, it's, it's very, um, it's kind of like a, like an individualized, you know, build your own policy kind of spirituality, which, which I like, honestly. Sure, that's absolutely my next question is what is it, you know, about this northern tradition that really kind of pulls you in to be able to to study it and identify with it as you do? Mm-hmm. You know, um that's that's a very thing. <laughs> I heard a ding there, sorry. Um it's uh that's a very personal question. It's a very personal question. Um so I guess one thing that, that I'll kind of share is a little bit of background about my family. Um, we do have a lot of spiritual people in my family. Like um, my aunt and my cousin also have gifts. And my grandfather became a priest because he saw um, the image of what he believed to be Jesus Christ at the foot of his bed. Um, told him, hey, you're going to become a priest. My experience was something very similar to that. It was kind of like a like a vision between being asleep and awake and it was hey you know you're going to do this thing you know you're going to study these ways and it was very um, unusual because at that time I didn't really have a connection or really more than a passing interest in you know gods like Odin or or Freya or you know um, any of the ones that would be more familiar you know to people I'm trying to pick familiar names so I'm not like you know calling out random things Mm -hmm. but um, you know, so it was, it was very much a, a calling, it was a, you know, and, and it wasn't always easy, you know, and when I first got on the road, I thought, okay, well, this is, this is something that, that I'm going to do now. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, stick to it as best I can. It's going to be a lot of learning. And I, I kind of had an understanding that it would be hard. Um, but you know, there were, there were a lot of sacrifices and a lot of changes that, that took place that shaped me as a, as a person and grew me over the course of a few years, the person I am now is not the person I was three years ago. I'll be honest with you there. Right. So, Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's I, I, I find for a lot of people that do walk some kind of spiritual or spiritually aware path, you know, they too have gone through many transitions, you know, in their lives. Um, and they've been forced to, to kind of turn within and, and look for a system or a pattern of understanding to which they can relate their feelings, you know, to what's going on and and how they can uh, see them, you know, in their outside and inside lives, you know, their outside perspective and also what's going on internally. I I find that to be the most common thread, um, that there is introspection or looking in oneself, uh, going through any moments of transition and whether you practice, you know, Wicca or Northern tradition or shamanism or what have you, you know, there is always that kind of common thread that connects everything together. But it's beautiful to see uh, something for, for, for myself, something new that I haven't really considered or thought that people practiced, um, which is, as you call Northern tradition, it's definitely 
you know, something I had heard in passing, like you said, they're like movies and things and, and different characters and movies, especially Marvel uh, with all the Thor stories. But, you know, it's nothing that I mm-hmm. ever really tuned into. And to be honest, I don't even think I learned about any of that in school um, or anywhere. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very uh, predominant. But it seems like when you say certain names, for myself specifically, I as soon as you say it, it like hits my my brain and my soul as if there's a familiarity there. Like then it makes me feel the name has been in history for a long time. You know, it's been in the conscious of other people for a while. And so that's why I find it so fascinating because there are obviously some old, old, old roots, you know, in these characters, entities, deities, you know, however they're, they're categorized. And, you know, you can kind of feel it right away. That's why I'm interested to learn about what this is. And I'm sure uh, listeners are as well. If a listener was tuning in and they were interested in exploring more about the Northern tradition, do you have anywhere that you could kind of point them in a direction to help them start, you know, getting their, their, their feet on the ground with this? Hmm. Okay. Well, um, yes and no. The first thing that, that I would say is, um, this is, this is something that's going to have you doing your homework. I would say, you know, go out and get a translation of the poetic Edda and read it. There are some translations that are more readable than others. Um, there is a, a professor that currently works at the University of Colorado. Um, his name is Jackson Crawford. He has a beautiful translation of um, the Poetic Edda. He also has my favorite translation of the poem Voloslaw, which is absolutely probably my favorite um, you know, I, 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 want, I, want to, I want to include it as part of the Edda, so I'm going to say it's part of the Edda. Um, it probably is probably my favorite part. It's awesome. It talks about, you know, the, the formation of the world and how it's going to end. And um, um, eventually you'll, you'll, you'll get, yeah, it's, it's neat. It's really neat. It's kind of like the, the Old Norse Book of Revelations, um, you know, uh, minus all the fanfare with breaking seals and, and lambs and stuff. But, right. You know. Right. <laughs> That's cool. I like the sounds of that. That's something I would definitely love to to read on my own as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think yeah. I, I think you pointed out something really important though, um, which is yes, you can be spiritually aware, you can have this kind of consciousness, but to do your research, you know, to really understand where something comes from or why you know things are held as they are, why certain ideas have come, why certain deities are you know, given certain characteristics, colors, whichever. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely worth a while to really look into the root of these things. And I think that's where people exploring their own spiritual understandings will gain a stronger sense of definition or at least at the very least clarity, you know, in what they're doing. Because if you don't know the roots of something, if you don't know its kind of main motive, it may, with your practice in it, it may throw you in a whole direction that you were not even expecting. And so it's important to, mm-hmm. you know, know what you're getting into, I think. And there does come research with that. Um, 
just so you know. And I think it helps people to, you know, better identify, does this really sit with me or do I just like the person who practices this? You know, do I want to be like that person mm-hmm. or am I really interested for myself? So 100%, right. I, I'm totally on board um, with what you're saying about, you know, you better be ready to do some research, you know, and start start reading, gather some data, um, you know, and make your own conclusion about how you hold, you know, each thing that you, you kind of feel drawn to. Right. And then okay. there, I've got more advice too, but, you know, um, it, oh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? There's a bit of a delay on no, the no, phone no. here. Go right ahead. Um, the the first thing that, sorry, the second thing I would say is as, as you're reading, um, remember that people's perspectives are limited based on their understanding. So like, you know, a, a person in, you know, the Iron Age isn't going to understand things like matter and energy. So how do you know how how do you conceptualize that? You know, Volosov talking about the formation of the universe. Well, you know, obviously they don't understand matter. So you know, how do they describe that? Um, they don't understand energy. So how do they conceptualize that? So these are things to think about. And the last thing is, you know, as as great as it is to do research, there is a temptation to dive too much into it and to ignore your personal gnosis that is just as important because a lot of the reality is that, yeah, we've got, we've got tons of, of, you know, of information out there, but, you know, a lot of what we have is is kind of a shipwreck really, you know, we're, we're, we're sifting through grabbing little little bits and pieces, most of which, you know, are, um, you know, stories that were preserved years after people who actually practice this, originally had had moved on or you know and when i say moved on i mean i mean you know passed passed on to the next world you know so Mm -hmm. you know trust yourself as well don't rely only on books yeah that's that is great advice yes you can know all sorts of concepts and ideas but if you are failing to see the application of these things, if you fail to tune in and see where you're at and how you use it, yeah, you're missing a whole part of the, you know, quote-unquote knowledge, uh, which is, you know, letting this work in real life, you know, in your day-to-day life. Um, And again, for whatever it is that you study or practice, there has to be some sense of application. So that's beautiful advice and, and something that listeners should definitely take heed uh, if they're in a space of doing research and coming to understand, you know, themselves in a higher spiritual capacity, that is. Well, perfect. Thank you for, for sharing this information about Northern tradition uh, with us. I'd like to learn a little bit more about the psychic or reading work that you do. Um, how long sure. have you been doing this kind of work? Well, working as a healer and a guide is part of my spiritual journey in this lifetime as I've come to understand it. But it's really only recently that I felt called to do so in a more public capacity, I'd say. I'd like to say that there's, um, well, it's one of those cases where your higher self is more aware than your ego when you're a younger person. And so you're sort of pushed when you're younger to learn about the esoteric to prepare you for the work you need to do later in life, if that makes sense. So, you know, I would give the odd reading here and there as a teenager, you know, reading palms for pocket money in the school cafeteria in high school or drawing a tarot card here and there. Um, 
I was always kind of the weird witchy girl, but most of my practice at that age was centered around the acquisition of knowledge. Um, I was out of circulation for a long time, mostly reading for myself and family members. But then in my mid to late 20s, I was called back to it. And that's when I picked up the runes and had the idea of combining them with tarot cards, um, which I had been doing for a long time, as I mentioned. So um, I did have a lot of very sweet, very patient friends. So, And I'm sure several of them are listening. I did tell them I'd be, I'd be on your show tonight. Um, who helped me to overcome my nerves and learn that, you know, like learn what I needed to do in order for a reading to be successful. Cause it's one thing to read for yourself. It's another to learn to connect with someone else's energy and to, you know, to, to relay messages that they need to hear. Um, at that point, um, gosh, I think, I think it was about two or three years ago was when I really, really started doing it professionally, but overall, I've probably been working with the occult and the esoteric for almost two decades, which, if I'm really honest with you, makes me kind of feel old as raisins, but, you know, oh well. <laughs> There's something to be said about, you know, age and experience. There there does come some inherent sense of wisdom with it, and an established rapport. It gives people a sense of trust in you, right? You've experienced some things, you've seen it. And now you, you know how it, it kind of uh, works or affects other people in their lives. So I think in this realm, it's okay. definitely a good thing. <laughs> it can be. So I think you had mentioned this already or, or briefly skirted past it, but just to ask again directly, <laughs> when did you first know that you had these kind of abilities? Okay. So that's, that's another tough question. You really put me through my paces here. So, <laughs> when a fish swims, <laughs> I'm going to be a little poetic here. When a fish swims, does it really think about swimming? Um, and, uh, you know, if, if a bird sings, does it think about every note that, that it's singing? Um, and so if I think about it, I'm not really sure. And I think, I think that's why this is, this is such a good question. You know, um, if I'm honest, it's not something I ever really thought about. Part of the reason I answer this way is that so much of it was private for me for so long. So I guess um, I guess I really started to acknowledge it when I saw the impact that my readings were having on people. You know, I would I would say something that I thought was completely innocuous, you know, um, in a receptive mind state, and then later on find out that I had released a client from years of self-blame like you know there, there was a there was a case where I, I told someone that you know a, a situation they were in was not their fault and that that was literally just what came up in the cards um it was mm-hmm. a it was a card that was relatively it basically invoked the the, the norms basically this was something that was supposed to that was part of their road it was supposed to happen you know um and and they just they broke down they were like oh my god you know i've been blaming myself for this for so long you know um mm-hmm. so stuff like that um or I would suddenly be drawn to something on a card that I had never before noticed. Like there was one case where I drew um, a queen of pentacles card out of one of my decks and there was a rabbit on it. And I had never noticed that rabbit before, you know, but for some reason I was, I was like, Oh wow, that there's a rabbit on that card. Does that mean anything to you? You know, and it was tied to something that was significant to that particular client. Um, you know, um, and so otherwise that would not have had you know any meaning to me, but it had meaning to someone else. Uh, one particularly creepy habit that I've picked up, um, and if, if my friend Cosmo is listening, she's going, uh, sorry, they're going to uh, probably laugh out loud here. 
um, it's, it's this weird ability to quote conversations that I've never heard. So it would be like a word or a phrase that someone had brought up in reference to a situation related to the reading. I remember one specifically was um, the phrase running out of time. And it was actually a conversation that one of my clients had had with someone relevant to the, uh, the reading that, that we were doing. Um, you know, so there's that. I've also had interactions with like patrons and guides that have led me to understand sort of the realities and limitations of these gifts as well. So like, you know, I don't want to make it sound like this is like a limitless thing. There are limits, you know, like for example, um, you come to understand that, that time is kind of a, kind of an anomaly. Um, it's, it's more of a continuum than it is linear. You know, we tend to look at it as, uh, you know, um, we are born, we have a lifetime, and then, you know, our lifetime ends. So we experience it very linearly for the most part, um, you know, years, seconds, minutes, we, we acculturate ourselves to this. But the reality is that it's, it's kind of, you know, to use a Dr. Who phrase, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, you know. Um, <laughs> so if someone asks me a question like, you know, when will, you know, when will I hear from so-and-so, um, and I throw the runes down, it's not going to be so much like a you're going to hear you're going to hear from them in November 2022. Um, it'll be like, you're going to hear from them after, you know, this event happens and then this event happens, which could be at any point in the future, mm-hmm. you know? So like, again, there, there are limits, but it's still pretty cool. I have to agree with this, you know, and this is something that I speak about as well, that when you are a human and we can only speak from human perspective because that's all we've we know that we've experienced right now um it's absolutely a, a whole different time than when you're in spirit or source or when you're just you know a soul or maybe even an animal um it's it's not we're the only ones that have this kind of linear focus of time where we can map everything out and um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there may be some animals out there that have a sense of timing, but even still, when you look at animals, um, they kind of go on these unseen forces. A lot of animals are guided by the the magnetic uh, poles, you know, on Earth and all the the magnetic energy or forces that are are within the Earth. Uh, so their timing can be based on a, a seasonal thing, right? A shift in the air or an energy, as you were saying, an event that happens. I don't think that animals, for example, look at the calendar and are like, oh, it's the winter solstice time to hibernate. No, <laughs> it's, a, it's a feeling, right? It's something that's kind of happening mm-hmm. within their own antenna uh, of, of however they receive information, and then they kind of go take an action based on that. So I 100% agree with you. Um, There can be some limits and timing, you know, really seems to be dependent upon what I've been shown. um, And you can agree or disagree, at least for yourself, is that usually it's, it is with events. I find that to be true, but I also find concepts. So, for example, if a client comes to Mm -hmm. me and asks me, you know, when is this going to happen? Well, Spirit is showing me that when they realize, you know, their own self-worth, then they're finally going to be able to have, you know, this opportunity or this thing, you know, that comes into their life. So Spirit often does communicate that as well. And it's it's kind of difficult to be like, oh, well, okay, client, when 
whenever you have this realization, you know, that's when it's going to happen. And they're like, oh, what does that even mean? So <laughs> it can always be a little mm-hmm. bit difficult. But I think with their understanding of this, with clients understanding this uh, way of receiving information that there are limits, I think it helps them, you know, to be able to get a better reading. Uh, so that way they can see some kind of clear mile marker, so to speak, right? You know, that moment that happens um, where they mm-hmm. can see the prediction coming true. So I 100% agree. And I think that's great that you're communicating this for people to understand. Again, I, I think people need to learn and, and know how this works. And that's why I'm asking all these mm-hmm. questions. No, feel free. Ask away. <laughs> Beautiful. I got a, a few more. I just want to let our listeners here know we will be getting to your calls here in just a few moments. Um, we'll be learning a little bit about how Bree works as far as reading. Um, and we'll see, uh, you know, if there's anything that we specifically need to consider or not uh, when getting a reading with her. So hang tight. I appreciate you all holding patiently. Um, we will get to you in just a few moments. But first, uh, Bree, I want to ask you, you know, in, in relation to your abilities, how have you seen them evolve over time? Well, I began, um, I began with astrology. Uh, one of the nice things that my mom would do for me when I was, when I was a kid is she'd print my horoscope and tape it to my closet door for me in the morning. Um, and I would look Aww. forward to that. So when I find, I know, yeah, it was one of the nice things that she did for me. So, um, when I learned to use a computer, I got really into astrology and I learned to do birth charts and I learned about synastry and I learned about, you know, the houses um, and that, that wound up getting me interested in astronomy too. So I wound up having like this dual, you know, spirit and science kind of focus that continued on into adulthood. Um, uh, I really don't think the two are mutually exclusive if I'm honest with you, which, you know, I'm sure there are probably a few scientists out there, you know, who would roll their eyes at me for it, but eh, whatever. <laughs> Um, you know, I, now granted, you know, this started when I was 11, which now that I'm thinking about it, numero- numerologically speaking, holy crap. Um, oh my gosh. Can I say that on the air? I'm sorry. Um, yes, I won't claim that totally 11 year old, <laughs> I won't claim that an 11 year old can understand their destiny, but, um, it was, it was certainly the start of something. I remember, um, at 13, at 13 years old, that sounds ominous. Um, but at 13 years old, Miss Cleo was a thing on TV, um, mm-hmm. and, and I say this with a sigh, because I saw her. I saw her reading tarot, and no lie, no lie, Brandon. I I saw her doing this, and she's taking calls and looking just like ever so frustrated and exasperated with every lady who comes on the air. Like you know, I remember just seeing this remarkable lack of compassion, and then um, I thought to myself at thirteen, you know what, I could do that, and I wouldn't have to fake it. <laughs> um, so so you know, I I like. I laugh about it now, um, but, you know, honestly, as, as an adult, I look at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, that was a can of worms. That was a can of worms, and, and it was a really expensive one because, oh, my gosh, it's collecting tarot, an expensive habit. Um, so my skills took shape. Yeah, thanks. My skills took shape around late-night TV, uh, weekend trips to media play when that was still a store. Uh, I'm dating myself. Wow. So last, yeah, yeah, you're pulling me yeah. back, too. <laughs> Sorry there. Uh, scholastic <laughs> school book fairs, um, and then late nights spent scouring the internet for anything I could find on, you know, just 
I'm, I'm like almost embarrassed to admit it now, but you know, Indigo Children, Lightworkers, Twin Flames, ESP. Now, granted, I knew I didn't see dead people in the traditional sense, and that I wasn't clairvoyant, and I didn't really you know, have any, any illusions or really want to be. But I knew there was this invisible line between me and everybody else, and you know, never really felt understood. And then, you know, as an adult, and as and as I grew spiritually, um, I learned what to call that. So it's it's more or less. For, for the uninitiated, I would call it, um, it's like having a foot on either side of a door, like on either side of a threshold for a door. You know, you, you, you've got one on the inside and one on the outside. Um, when you resonate on multiple frequencies, people who vibrate on only one or two have a hard time understanding you. Now, um, in a weird way, I'm grateful for it because it means I'm able to act as an intermediary between the two and connect people who can't access that information to the guidance that they need. But I don't want to give you any illusions. It's not like, you know, heady and dramatic like what you see in the movies. You know, it's not like I'm, I'm like channeling ancestors and, and spirits and, and, you know, chanting sutras. It's a, it's a very grounded kind of connection. And a lot of the time, clients don't realize that I'm working when I am. Beautiful, and you pulled up something that I, I want to address real quick, which is that, you know, if somebody is operating with a limited frequency, there could be layers of information or connections that they're just not even consciously aware of, but they still Correct. could be affected by, right? They could still have some right. kind of an effect on them, even if they're not aware. And I think that's why awareness, and again, a especially in this, this realm of work or study or practice, is key. Awareness is absolutely key. As soon as you expand your awareness, you essentially expand your worldview or perception and what you're able to even interact with. So beautiful points, and I'm really glad that you brought that up because I find that to be very, very true. Know what frequency you're resonating on. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So uh, I'd like to learn a little bit about uh, kind of the process uh, that you use to connect with clients. Is there something that you do, like a procedure or ritual, um, something that lets you know that that you're connected with the clients? How how do you connect with them? So mine is a little bit more entailed than what a lot of other um, people who do this kind of work do. You know, it's not like a like an immediate connection kind of thing. Usually I let them talk a bit and I listen and I focus in not only on what they're saying, but what comes across with it. That's usually what's more important for me. You know, we have conversations with folks and, you know, a lot of the time we're just listening to respond. We're interpreting words and tone. But when I'm in that receptive mind space like I am now, I'm working on attunement, you know. Um, so... Uh, there's an interesting thing in numerology where, you know, words themselves, if you plug them into the Pythagorean um, uh, alphabet table, you can figure out which frequency they vibrate on. And the word psychic and the word partner vibrate on the same frequency. They reduce to 38 and then to 11 and then to two. So it's, um, yeah, that's often where, where I'm trying to get. So basically it's kind of like a thing where, you know, I want to build a partnership, 
you know, even even a temporary one with my client that I can kind of get down in the trenches with them, you know. And so to do this, I don't need your life story. Just It's just a little back and forth. Sometimes it's a brief chat before we get started. Um, I usually know when I'm attuned, when I feel like my energy begins to mirror that of the client, and that, that mirroring is important. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but just, you know, keep in mind the other foot is, very firmly placed on the other side of the door. You know, I think the reason this method lends itself so well to my spiritual practice is because the Northern tradition places a great deal of focus on resonance and frequency. I keep coming back to sound. Many spiritual traditions will place importance on intent, but few place importance on the specific sounds and words. In the case of the Northern tradition, these sounds find their basis in the room. Um, there are also spells that are alluded to throughout the Poetic Edda, but I'm not going to go into those because it's kind of out of our scope. Um, one of the things that, you know, honestly, I will say this. One of the things I was nervous about when I came on the air tonight, um, and one of the things that was kind of out of my comfort zone was the fact that I wouldn't be able to see my client and that it would be coming in over EMF, like over, over the airwaves. Because um, I wasn't sure how that was going to skew things. But now I'm, I'm really interested because it's not affecting me as much as I thought it would. So I'm really interested to see what the results will be with our callers this evening. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, I really do my best to hold space um, so that way everyone can feel, I mean, personally, I'm just a very grounded person. I've got like five Earth planets in my chart. You know, I find myself being very grounded. I think, honestly, you can even hear it in my voice, the very... Capricorn, Taurian uh, kind of vibe. So I do my best to hold space. I hope, uh, yeah, you definitely are able to to feel that or some effects of it. But real quick, I wanted, before my next question, and we'll be getting to your calls in just a few moments, everyone, hang tight. You had pointed something out that psychic and partner were the same frequency. Something that I have Mm -hmm. held as a theory and that I've taught others is that the place in which we really start to see psychic awareness or psychic things happen with us is when we are in some kind of close or intimate partnership. Oftentimes you'll see partners and people, couples who are together for, you know, 10, 20 years, they're very tuned into each other. They, they can finish each other's sentences sometimes, you know, they know exactly how that other person is feeling. And I just want everyone to become aware, you know, that is a, a sort of, psychic uh, consciousness or a a level of psychic awareness. And so I feel like from what I had learned, it is having psychic awareness really is a, a, a state of being empathic or really compassionate, putting yourself in another person's shoes, but to a very high degree. And I think that it kind of all goes along those lines of being interconnected with other people, not understanding, you know, we are individuals, but seeing past that into the higher frequencies showing where we are all connected. If we weren't, there's no way that we'd be able to pick up on information that we do for clients. You know, I mean, I've been doing this for, you know, over a decade myself and even still those moments where I just pick up on things always you know it always amazes me it always bores me and I'm just like wow this stuff really is amazing like it's impactful and it you know it really happens so I think if you are trying to explore on your own start with 
those that are closest with you. If you're trying to get a psychic awareness, start with those that are closest mm-hmm. to you. Start with a partner. Start with some uh, a family member, somebody that you feel intimately connected with. I'm not talking about sex. I'm saying intimacy, you know, as far as really sharing yourself with another, you know, having your heart open with them. Because I really feel that that's where this work kind of stems from. And as you had said, and, and for me, I'm making that connection, that psychic and partner, they resonate on the same frequency. So for me, that's not a coincidence. That seems pretty no. pretty cosmically uh, aligned there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. I love those kind of connections. That's what it's all about. Okay, so um, we'll get into <laughs> these calls in a minute. I just want to know uh, two more things. What what is your specialty? Is there anything that you feel more skilled at or, or like doing as far as uh, your readings with clients? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've, I've got a really, really strong connection to the runes. Um, and that, again, that was something that was completely unexpected in me. You know, first, I do want to, you know, say thank you to all the people who are holding. I, I feel really special that all of you are, are waiting. So I'm going to try and move this along quickly. Um it was really unexpected, you know, so, you know, I, I definitely encountered them here and there over the years and they kind of always found ways of nosing their way into my life. You know, or I, I would meet people who were into Norse stuff, even when it wasn't super popular um, or stumble on websites and then click away. But then all of a sudden there was just this aha moment um, where, where I was given that calling. And then it was like, you know, again, listen, you're going to do this. So I set my mind to learning them. And then the insights that I was getting with them, you know, were just, amazing and you know and until until I started understanding that the symbols on the stone weren't quite as important as the resonant frequency associated with the symbol on the stone um you know that the the, the whole thing didn't really start coming together until I started understanding that sorry I'm uh I guess maybe maybe now I'm getting a little anxious myself um you know and nervous and, and wanting to get started but um yeah runes are totally my specialty that's that's what I'm. That's what I'm up for. The insights um, that I get when I'm in the right headspace, it's like, it's like they almost talk. You know, I pull them out of the pouch and, oh, there's a message. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that you know we develop intimate relationships with our tools, <clears throat> our skills, our abilities, um, especially if we're using them for others. I think when we use them for ourselves, it almost feels. And you can agree or disagree for yourself. I'll speak for myself. It's. It, it, it comes as second nature. Like sometimes I don't even really think about it. Um, it just kind of happens if I'm, I'm doing something for myself, connecting or what have you. Um, coming to understand something a little bit deeper. It's just, it's almost as if at this point, it just is in my brain. But I think when working with right. others, you know, and this again is why I'm asking all these questions is, Right. You know, you have to kind of know the process. You have to know where you're going with it, and to be able to to convey that to to your client, to the person you know receiving the reading. So, my last question here, Bree, for you, is, what is your ultimate goal in working with clients? What do you want them to walk away from a session with? Okay. Um, well, I want every client that comes to me to walk away a little bit more whole than they were when they walked in. Failing that, I want them to walk away knowing their options moving forward. Um, the Northern tradition, in terms of the healing it offers, is not—it's not you know happy, chubby, 
cherubs whispering sweet nothings into your ear. It's going to tell you exactly what you need to hear. Uh, and you have to be willing to sort of pick up the slack. It's not like, you know, it's not something where you're sort of like, you know, asking your parents if you can go to the movies. It's more like, uh, you know, hey, mom, dad, I'm going, you know, I'm going to the movies. Are you driving me or am I taking a cab? Um, you know, you have to be willing to, to make that happen. So my goal is to empower them to, you know, here are your options. And this is how you make that go. Um, options at least can get you on the road to healing. You know, and I do want to make it clear that not every wound is an easy fix. Some people need stitches or a Band-Aid. Some people need heart surgery, um, metaphorically speaking. So if I manage to raise their vibration just the tiniest bit, I'm satisfied. You know, um, my life path is, is 22-4. My passion is absolutely found in helping people to live well. And my role here is to take, you know, aspects of healing that a lot of people find esoteric and arcane and to make them tangible. So in that way, I hope to guide others toward a more evolved existence. Beautiful. I love that. When you say life path, are you in? Are you referencing <laughs> numerology? I am. Okay, gotcha. Because <clears throat> I, what's the bigger number? I I don't know too much about that. You say twenty two four. Like I know mine to be an eight. What's that? That bigger mm-hmm. number? It's a master number. Um, so, you know, I, I touched on earlier, um, when I said that the word psychic and the word partner vibrate on the same frequency. So you've got the, the 38, um, which is a number for teamwork. Um, three is expansion. Eight is like building. And so, you know, you as an eight, you know, it makes sense that you're doing this you know, you're, you're building something up, you know, you you provide a foundation and then you, you have that, that ambition that, that drives you forward to, it's kind of an entrepreneurial spirit. You know, actually, a lot of a lot of psychics are life path eights, believe it or not. Um, I know three of them um, that I've worked with personally. But um, anyway, like sorry, I'm, I'm digressing. Um, so you have the, the three and the eight um, frequency, but you add them together and it goes to the 11. The 11 is a master number. That's, that's kind of, that's a mystic number. That's, um, that one's like, you know, connecting to the divine. Um Actually, no, yes, you'll give me a second. I had actually made a couple notes here. Um, I wrote down like a whole bunch of stuff here of things I wanted to cover. I'm sorry if you hear papers rustling. I just wanted yeah, to make no. sure that I covered everything here. Because um, sure. there was a lot. There was a lot. Um, <laughs> sorry. So um, the thing with mass numbers, and, and I'll just touch on this quickly because I know we do want to move forward, is that um, so – Basically, they, they reduce to they reduce to a whole number, so like so the one through nine, but there's sort of like a higher frequency of that number. So an eleven is a higher vibration of a two, which deals with with partnership and working together or, or connecting, you know, connections basically. Eleven is the mystic; it's about higher consciousness and leadership and connection with the divine. Um, and there's there's a lot there's a lot to it. Um, there's a lot to it. Twenty twos are about um, you know, building a foundation, but they're also about, you know, taking that, uh, that, that, I guess, sort of 11 frequency and then turning it up a notch because it's 11 times two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. So I, I, I probably didn't explain <clears throat> that very well, but I tried. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked, you know, in case anybody else, you know, is uh, practicing or exploring, you know, numerology for themselves. Um, and when you say life path, you know, I, like I said, I, I recognized it as the one number, but there are a certain amount of layers that go into it as well. So that's beautiful sure. to learn. Um, 
Again, thank you for for answering all my questions here. And I just want to say to the listeners, you know, I ask these questions to my guests because it's so incredibly important that you consider these same things with the people that you are hiring to connect with you for for readings. If if somebody doesn't explain themselves, if they say things that you just don't know about and you ask them about it and, and for them to explain it and they just don't make themselves clear, how can you allow yourself a, a sense of, of trust in them or their advice? You know, I want my goal and path is to help bring some more solidity to this realm of work in something that's so very enigmatic and it seems like a lot of psychics in the past have very much kept it, you know, uh, mysterious. Uh, and they mm-hmm. they didn't want to reveal the trades of the tricks or, or tricks of the trade, whatever, uh, what have you. <laughs> it's It shouldn't be that way in my personal opinion. And so that's why I, I, I urge you to ask these questions for the people that you're entrusting your advice and you know and and words of wisdom make sure you know where they're coming from and i think uh again i thank you brie for for answering here and i think you you really clearly touched on every single thing and you seem to really know what you're talking about so um thank you for for responding and being patient uh again thank you to our callers here for being patient as well so if you are tuning in and listening in um online and you want to have a chance to receive a free re- reading, please give us a call, uh, 347-308-8788. Uh, so you'll be put in the queue. Press the number one on your keypad so I know that you want to speak here with us. Um, we're going to go uh, focus on some calls now. We'll go in order of um, call-in. So however long you've been waiting, uh, I will bring those people on first. Uh, and we'll just kind of go in order that way. Uh, for the sake of the show, let's refrain from any medical or legal questions here. Um, let's stay away from those as, you know, myself, I am not uh, any kind of professional litigator or certified professional of the healing arts. So um, let's stay stay away from that just for the, the evening. Um Brie, for you, is there anything specific that you want callers to know about when they're request, requesting a reading? Or is it that, you know, just have your, your question um, and you'll let them know as an on, as needed basis? You know, have your question and I, I will let you know on an as needed basis. I, I would prefer if you, steer, if you steer away from like legal and medical questions because again, you know, I don't feel like, I feel like the message would come through, but I might not have the expertise to convey it to you in a way that would, that would really be helpful. Um, so stay away from that. <laughs> and um, okay. yeah, I guess just, just, you know, have have a clear idea of what you of what you want to ask. You know what I mean. That's mm-hmm. that's the most helpful thing. Absolutely. All right. So uh, the way we're going to do this, I will call out your area code and bring you on air. Um, I will have you introduce yourself, and then Bree will connect here with you first. Um, she'll be able to to 
you know, she'll, she'll guide you wherever things need to go and be able to give you information. Um, if there's anything that I feel uh, as well, I will jump in at the end. So uh, just be patient. You're getting almost like a, a double reading here, uh, but it's well worth the wait. So again, thank you all for being patient. All right. So if you're ready, Bree, we're going to go to our first caller here. Oh, I'm ready. All right. Everybody, as you know, this is the ritual. Take yourself, give yourself a moment, close your eyes. Let's all take in a breath together. Breathe in through the nose. And exhale. Allow your energy to become centered, grounded, focused on the here and now. All right. We're going to go to our first caller. Again, thank you all for holding patiently. Uh, that caller is going to be area code 630. 630, you're live and on the air. Please tell us your name and where you're calling from today. Thank you for taking my call. My name is Dion, and I'm calling from Chicago. Hey, I recognize your area code, Dion. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, what did you say? How can we help you? Um... So I'm interested in finding out how my dating life looks in the next, like, 60 days with the holidays and everything. I want to, like, go out on dates, and it's been a minute. (laughs) Okay. Well, the first thing I'll say is that um, timelines are kind of not really aligned with what I do, Um, but I'll do my best for you, okay, as far as um, what the rooms have to say, Okay. Okay. Why don't you tell me a little bit about um, tell me a little bit about what's going on in your dating life recently? You know, how are you feeling about it? Um, what brings you to ask this question? Is there? Well, I haven't been dating. I I haven't dated in like a while. I've been single, and I just feel like you know it's time for me to. I feel like somebody is close. <laughs> But I haven't aligned with them yet, so I'm looking for, like, the alignment. I don't know. Okay. I, feel, I feel like somebody's close, but I just can't put my finger on it type of thing. Okay. And I want to date because I think it's fun to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I understand what you're saying. Dating can be fun. Okay. So I reached into the pouch here and I threw down a couple runes for you. Um, the first rune that I drew was Hagalaz. Um, this is this is a rune that's usually relating to some sort of like internal storm. Um, I'm I'm feeling like this is this is relating more to like your emotional state. Um, this is also tying in with the room next to it, which is which is Kauna. So um, when you talk about feeling like someone is close, it looks to me like the message I'm getting is is don't bring yourself down. You know what I mean? Like you know, maintain that hope. Yeah, absolutely. Someone could be close. You just have to be willing to give yourself a chance. Like I, I'm getting the sense that, like you know, if, if someone tries to get close, there's sort of like this um, this sneaking feeling of oh well, you know, maybe it won't work out. So it's almost like you're stopping yourself from getting close. 
Because um, you also have the elk sedrum here that came up, algir, and that one came up Merck's days. So that's I usually see that when someone is being a little bit too defensive. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a thing where you have to be willing to let your guard down as well um, and be open to those new opportunities. You know, are you are you talking to anybody new right now? I mean, I meet guys all the time, but when the red flags start coming up, I just get so turned off. I have no problem with – I'm very lucky. I could walk out my door right now, and I would tell you I would meet somebody walking down the street. That's how, like, I'm – have no problem meeting guys but it's got to be that aha moment for me I am Mm -hmm. I am somewhat standoffish because I know like I know like I know if it's somebody I'm going to have a connection with or not so Mm -hmm. that part is true but if the chemistry isn't there for me I can't make it up either you know I mean I could go out and see but I'm I'm talking about having like that courting feeling of actually getting to know somebody and enjoying that part. I mean, I could, I could jump on a dating site and and go out on a date this weekend. No problem. But now Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for that kind of, of rendezvous. I'm looking for more of a whole, you know, romance. Right, yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing that. So, um as you were speaking, I went and I drew two more runes here. I have the rune Dada's and I have the rune Yuwa's. So, what this is talking to me about is expectations. Um I'm getting a sense that, you know, this this is more you, you you talk about romance, but the message that I'm getting is really more it's more like commitment. Like you you want someone that's that's going to stick around. You want someone that's going to meet your expectations. And right now, and especially in a big city, I can relate to that because that's that's tough. You know, you it's kind of a, you know, if people can't get what they want, they sort of just, you know, they they move on. You know, they're they're not willing to put in the work, and that that can be very frustrating. There there are a lot of runes here that are speaking to me of frustration, um, and you had the rune Isa come up here. So what what this is telling me is like a. What it's telling me is that you know it's it's okay to be by yourself. You know, like it's it's not it's not a bad thing, but um, you know it's also okay to go out and just and just have fun. You know what I mean? Like, go out and enjoy the single life, I guess. And, and you might be surprised. Sometimes when you first, um, so Yuaz is a rune that deals with time. Hagal is a rune that deals with time. Isa is a rune that deals with time. A lot of these runes are are talking about giving it time. So if I mean if you're only going out on you know a couple dates with you know Joe Schmo whoever he is you know and then you know you very quickly decide that oh well you know I'm I'm just not feeling the chem the you know the chemistry um, and then you just you know you 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 move along you know it's it's kind of like it's chemistry is something that that builds over time sometimes you know it's, it's the physical attraction isn't there right away you know you have to kind of I guess I guess there's just more to it, you know what I mean. So it's it's something where you're you're gonna have there's got to be some give somewhere. Is that making sense to you? Yeah, um, it would just be when I I would align with the right person though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just mm-hmm. uh, time is just so it's always gonna be moving forward. There's always more time, 
but um, correct. I want to jump okay. in here real quick, if you don't mind, um, Dion. You know, when I'm connected with your energy, I I 100% see exactly why you feel like someone's like right there on the horizon. It's like there that you can feel it, you can sense it, like you know it's coming up, and I also feel this as well. Um, I'll tell you the details about that person in a moment, but I want to bring your attention to something else because when I tap into just you and just your state of energy, I keep being shown that there is there is a space of you holding yourself kind of in limbo, right? It's like cloudy, it's unknown, you're unsure, you don't know where this person's going to come from, you don't know who they're going to be or how they connect. It's very up in the air. So there is a sense of, of openness with you, and I totally agree with Bree that you definitely have to be open and, and really give things time. But I think if you really wanted to speed things up, which almost sounds like what you want, you know, to have somebody for the holidays, what Spirit keeps showing me is that you actually still have an attachment. Um, and they're specifically showing me a, a relationship in the past that had, I mean, it it really broke down a lot of your walls. And because of that, a whole harder shell has been put up. And I think you even confirmed that. You said that you can be a little bit defensive or I can't remember specifically the comment, but I remember hearing it. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's the energy I'm feeling. What Spirit keeps showing me is that this person is actually still taking away from your energy. So whatever happened in that intensity and that kind of breakdown, it's definitely affected the people that you have been connecting with. It like seems like uh, Spirit keeps showing me that there's like a, a, a whole list of people that there were potentials, but there always seemed to be like something off. There was like one thing, uh, one major thing that was really like a deal breaker. And as you had said, all these red flags kept coming up. <clears throat> what I keep being shown is that in order to really accelerate this process, um, there will need to be some introspective work uh, done. And I believe you were in the queue when the show first started when I was speaking about that. So I find that really interesting that spirit drew me to that. Uh, idea and concept to link up with uh, to explain to the listeners because it seems uh, pretty related to yourself uh, in that context. What I keep being shown as far as this person is they're going to enter into your life as if they're not committed. Um, It feels very wishy-washy. It feels up in the air. It feels like how you're interacting is kind of just social surface level kind of communication. Um, but what spirit keeps showing me is that this, it's like a, a, a strange surprise that something more committed, something more stable seems to be coming out of things. So I do feel like you'll probably have somebody um, around the holidays, more specifically, I'm feeling in December around the second, third week in December that, You'll start to really see the connection become present. And it seems like it's just there as as fun. It doesn't seem too serious. It just seems really, really open, which is reflective of the states that you both are in. But something about your connection together really starts to create this sense of solidity. Um, 
And when I ask about where it goes in the future, Spirit keeps showing me like this home base uh, where, where you have this really, it's like a deep core understanding of one another. So I think as far as, you know, what Brie was connecting with and saying, you know, about really kind of being open, um, being able to connect with uh, different people for the time being, um, I think that's really solid advice because I feel like this is that state that you do need to be in, which is more open, uh, which is more mm, uh, limitless in a sense where, you know, you're not restricting yourself with boundaries or restricting other people um, with boundaries. Obviously keep your health and safety, you know, in mind that that should go without saying, Um, but being a little bit more open about things because as far as I'm shown, the connection is going to be very unexpected. Uh, It it seems like it'll be one way, that kind of surface level, but it's something that turns rather deep uh, uh, over, I I think you'll see it rather clearly, honestly. Like you'll probably see it within a month's time, uh, the depth of that connection. So I think just be open right now um, and have a a, a little bit of a clear I I think just a little bit more clarity of anyone or anything from the past that may still be taking away from you now uh, that still may have forced you to be in a state that may not be fully natural with you. Because I do feel you being quite sensitive despite how you say that, you know, you may have walls or boundaries, but I do feel you being quite sensitive. And I feel like that part of you is going to be brought back out again in this connection. So I think having that foresight, getting ready for that and being aware of it, I think that's going to help monumentally. So definitely all in due time, um, you know, take it, uh, take it with strides right now. Cause it, it'll, it'll be surprising. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, thank you for calling in. <clears throat> Keep us posted. If you, uh, find yourself in that space, <laughs> uh, I would love to hear, you know, some kind of happy holiday connection um, and to hear that validation. Okay, I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Dion. Thanks for calling and have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. All right. So I find that really interesting, Bree. Like the runes that you are pulling is they all of the energy was like directly related to everything that I was seeing as well already. Um, I find that so interesting that as you had mentioned earlier in our, our little questionnaire in our interview, that you look mm-hmm. at the frequency of things and that's how I'm tapping in and tuning in as well. And it's like <clears throat> when you were, were pulling the rooms and I'm hearing the the energy, the frequencies that you're describing, it's just like hitting all the same ones that I already feel connected with. So that's really cool. I haven't really mm-hmm. seen runes done. So this is uh this is definitely a little new for me, but it makes sense. Um you know, as far as all the other ways of tapping in and connecting, it's really cool. 
Yeah, it was it was actually definitely really interesting. We had um, the the huggle room come up, and that you know my my, my first thought was was breakup. You know, I was I was like, oh, is there is there is there, no, is there a connection here formerly? And then you know, I kind of sit back on. It. I was like, ah, I don't I don't want to assume anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, it was interesting that that you picked up on that as well. So thanks. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, well, let's hop to the next caller here. Um, that is going to be area code. Two three nine. Thank you again for holding two three nine. You are live and on the air. Please tell us your name and where you're calling from today. Hi, um, this is Lynn. Thank you for taking my call. I am currently Hello. in California. Hi there, Lynn. Thank you. How can we Hello. help you? Hi. Um, well, I've been looking at a lot of loft studio apartment buildings. I mean, lots. And um, I've spoken with a realtor. Uh, we've kind of connected. And I'm just wondering if you feel that uh, she will be helpful or uh, do I need to, you know, find something on my own or or is there someone else that can kind of help me um, find the right um, building? For, yeah. Okay. Well, talk to me a little bit about um, talk to me a little bit about your experience with this realtor. Like your, I guess your impressions of her. That'll help me kind of connect to her because she's not present. And then um, maybe a little okay. bit about um, about about your your search for this apartment. How has that been going? Okay, well, um, it's it's online. Um, it was online because, as I said, I'm currently in California. But right. um, just what I'm looking for is something in South Carolina. And mm-hmm. so um, I had contacted um, um, some uh, place, and they referred her to me. And um, so I don't know if I'm really feeling that... Um, I don't know if she's going to be helpful with me. Um, she's she's texted or emailed me and all of that, and but I've been looking and like I know what I want, <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I, I just um, you know I don't know um, if she is really um, the one that would help me find something in this particular area, although she said that she is really uh, familiar with. Um, the specific area that I'm looking for. Um, mm-hmm. not, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And is she actually in South Carolina, or is she just operating off of one? Yes. Yes. Well, she's in. Yeah, she's in South Carolina, but she's not in the. I don't think she's in the city um, that I'm looking okay. for. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that actually makes sense with a couple of things that that I drew here. Um, mm-hmm. So, here's the impression that I'm getting, and I mean, Brandon, feel free to chime in anytime if you, if you pick up on something as well. Um, as you were talking, I, I like when we, when we first began. Um, I pulled the rune um, Wunjo. Wunjo is about satisfaction, happiness, bringing ourselves to balance. I get the sense that this move to South Carolina is, is very much about finding your happiness, finding your balance. And I do get the sense that when, when you move there, you will find that, that satisfaction, that yeah. happiness, that balance. Um, it, it might be, you know, there's, there's, there's very much a sense of just kind of like getting away from it all. The, 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 next, uh, the next one that, that I drew was, uh, was Ingu's. Um, there, 
there hmm. could be a guy involved. There could not. Oh. Um, Ingus is usually a, a a masculine rune, so it tends to be has to have like strong masculine energy. So that's why I mentioned that there could be a guy, but it's not necessarily oh. a thing. Um, okay. Um, but it can also mean a house. You know what I mean? Because it's um it's like a they they talk about it as the the cosmic seed. <laughs> I know, right? Hmm. Like, you know, which is it? Which is it? Right? But when you, when you look at it, sometimes you see you see the symbol, and for some reason, I'm getting the impression that it's four walls. Um, so you know, it, it could be it could be maybe advice from a man. Um, could be. I dreamed about a, a man. Um, I dream, I dreamed about a a man that I've never seen before. I I, I thought I'm, I'm thinking, is this a guide or a very handsome man actually? And I thought, oh my, you know, who is this? <laughs> This person, and he didn't really say anything. He just kind of was there, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, so here's here's the impression that that I'm getting from the runes overall for you, my dear. Um, so, you know, if there's English is, is the the inception of something. Okay. So, and then then next to it, you you have Tewas, you, you or Tear. Kiri is a rune associated with right action. Um, when it comes up to uh, in response to like a an undertaking, like finding a home or finding an apartment somewhere else or you know, moving somewhere, it's it's encouragement. Um, it's encouragement. It talks about how you know um, your your devotion to your cause, basically to your uh, to your to your end, um, to getting it done. Um, it's something that you absolutely can put your faith in. So basically what, what this is saying is that, you know, if, if you're feeling like this lady isn't helping you, why are you paying her? Um, it, it's kind of the, the impression that I'm getting overall. Um, I do also, you know, it's interesting here because the way that this, this TOS rune is placed relevant to a couple of the others here in the spread, like the way that they fell to me, it kind of speaks as bad advice. Um, like it, it's kind of like like someone's talking themselves up and not really, um, not really being a hundred. I, I wouldn't say necessarily lying to you, but maybe you know trying to. It's it's like it speaks to me of like advertising. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's you know, yeah. you know how they they talk about a product and they like they they talk it up right. and, and you're like, oh well, this isn't exactly what I expected, yeah. but I guess it works. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, like, you know, so she can probably find you a place. I'm not saying she's incompetent, but, um, right. it, it just, the, the, the question, the, like the central issue of it is ultimately your satisfaction because that was the first rune that I drew. Um, reflect a little bit on this dream because you did also get the rune Kauna, Kenna, which is divine inspiration. Oh. Um, so I would absolutely trust that dream a little bit. Think about like if, if, if that if that dream man gave you any sort of advice, um, even even if it seems sort of what actually you know what why don't I'm feeling guided to ask this. I know you're on the air, so if if you feel uncomfortable, you know, asking about this, or if you feel uncomfortable, wow, I'm I'm tripping all over myself. I'm actually kind of excited. I'm really <laughs> feeling your energy when I really am. Um, so. If you're uncomfortable talking about this on the air, I understand. But is there was there any advice that he actually like shared with you in that dream? You know, he I said. I got the runes in my hand, so. He said he did have 
and I wrote it down. He said, it's, it's ending. He said, it's <laughs> oh ending. Yeah, it's ending. And he was just, he was just really beautiful. He, he was wearing like a beautiful blue uh, type of shirt, and he had just like a beautiful face, very extremely dark hair, and um, like a nice smile. And he just, it was very, I don't, he, he, he said simply, it's ending. I can't find the paper, but I wrote it down, and it had something about it's ending. It ends, something like that, yeah. And I felt so good when I felt so good when I woke up, and I thought, oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, so he was he was he was talking he was talking about. I'm I'm feeling like there was there was absolutely a. I don't feel like that was actually related necessarily to your your search for a house. I feel like that's kind of tangential. But the the runes that that I drew specifically for for your situation there with with the dream were Hagal, Seo, Merkdays, and Yuaz. Um, so in this case, um, I feel like there's listen. People don't leave one place and move somewhere else just on a whim. You know what I mean? This this is a big move. This is across the country. <laughs> right. So there's 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 right. something. There's absolutely like, yeah. so like, you know I, on on a, on a personal level you know I understand you know there's 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 something that that you don't want to deal with anymore there's just there's something that you want to leave behind you um, these runes are reflecting that very much Uaz is a rune that that is about endings um, beginnings and endings starting over starting afresh um, Hagal is, is a rune about a break a clean break it is um, to me mm. when I look at the symbol it reminds me of a clean break in a bone because if you break it cleanly then it heals cleanly um, it's in the in the rune poem, it talks about um, hail that falls from the sky that can cause damage to property, um, but then then it later then it later melts and then it nourishes the land and nourishes the soil and and it's very much the same thing spiritually. You know, it's the thing. It's like um, you know, winter winter is cold, right? But unless you know some of the you know the leaves fall to the ground and die and then and are mulled into the soil, you know, it's really hard to have you know, good dirt to plant crops in in the spring, right? I feel like that's kind of of the, that's kind of what he was talking about is is that whole, um, you know, it's it's ending. So whatever struggle, whatever you've been dealing with, and like for some reason I'm getting that it was financial in in California, and I'm not sure why, but I'm I'm feeling that it was financial. Um, Oh, well, I am expecting money. Yeah, I am expecting, um, you know, okay. I am expecting more money. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. You know, there's more money that um, is coming in and uh, that I'm mm-hmm. supposed to have. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, so I'm definitely feeling that those, that those, like, at least financial worries are, are strained. That's, that's ending. This is, he's talking about an ending to like one cycle of your life and the beginning of a new one. You know, this, this is going to be oh, a very exciting that. time for you. And, and this is, this is, you know, I, I really, I really am to know this, this is a time for you to, to take the reins. You know what I mean? Like, you know, trust, take advice from people. You, you do have Gabo here, which is, which is a room that, that talks about like, you know, talking to other people and, and, you know, um, like engaging with others, but ultimately you need to make your own decisions. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you can't just like put, you know, right. put put everything in, in this one other person's hands and be like, hey, find me a place to live. You know, you need to have a safe yeah. place if you really want to be happy. And I feel yeah. like that's, that's why you're not satisfied with, with why things are going on. You kind of feel like you don't have a say right now. And 
you you need to, you know. So, I mean, honestly, the advice is to you know shop around a little bit, you know, maybe yeah. look for yourself, see see what you can find, and then maybe confer with her. Like maybe not fire her outright, but you know, confer like, yeah. hey, I found this. Could you go look? Because she's there. She's she's your boots on the ground. You know what I mean? So yeah. you could send her there to take yeah. a look at it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's that's I'm kind of what I'm that. getting. Yeah. I'm feeling oh, that. The perfect yeah. place for me to jump in here. Um, I, I want to yeah, reiterate. I mean, all the energy that you are connected with, Bree. Like literally every main point is everything that I was connected with. Um, first of all, it feels like a positive move. Uh, it feels like something that's going to be uh, definitely pleasant. It feels like you'll be around more positive people um, in the long run. Specifically, when I'm connecting with the realtor, uh, Spirit right away shows me, you know, broad connection. Um, unfortunately, I don't feel that she's going to be a solid asset for you as far as finding something. I think what Bree okay. said as far as advice could be really helpful, which is maybe keeping her in your back pocket uh, for something, maybe she needs to go and check something out and you can guide her to do that. But what Spirit keeps showing me specifically is to this this move is really important for you specifically, your mm-hmm. own frequency, um, your own energy. And what they keep showing me is that you can't compromise your roots, your security, um, and and you know your own personal stability for somebody oh, else to be able to make these decisions. Um, they show me, just as Bree had said, this is very much an active process of you being able to find this space. I think you could probably use a realtor to make or ask her you know, to just go and check out the, the property yeah. or the space that you had found. Um, okay. But I really feel that you're going to be the one discovering it. And specifically, when I ask about the energy of the space that you're going to be in, this is where I was shown that quote-unquote ending. Uh, maybe there's some kind of association with that dream because Spirit keeps showing me that this is finally a space where you get to get away from all of the chatter, the nonsense, and you're you're getting to a space of emotional peace. Very specifically oh, I emotional love that. peace. I keep feeling yes. quite a bit of creative energy happening here. I keep seeing that it's not so much solace as in lonesome, but it's solace in that you finally have this, it, it, for lack of a better word, it really feels like your own little magical space because you got to define it. You got to really create it. This whole move and this trip is really all about your creation. Give me one second, Lynn. I'll be right back with you. So everyone, we're about to go off air. Uh, Bree, why don't you tell everyone real quick how they can get in touch with you if they want to talk? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, So one of the things that I am working on actively is the creation of a website. Um, It is not up yet. So, Currently, the best way to get in contact with me is either over Facebook. Um, Northern Visions Tarot is the um, is the name that I go by. You can also get in contact with me over email, which is probably the most reliable way. Um, I don't have a domain yet, but it's Northern Visions Tarot at gmail.com. So Northern N O R T H E R N Visions V I F I O N S T 
Tarot, T-A-R-O-T, oh my God, I can't spell, T-A-R-O-T at gmail.com. Um, and again, that's temporary. Um, those of you who do contact me, I will be sending out an email to you to let you know about the um, uh, website as it is <clears throat> as it's built and um, and set up. Uh, thank you again for your patience as I am just getting started with this whole um, business for myself thing. Um, and that's how you get in touch Perfect. with me. So. Perfect. Thank you. Yep. All right, Lynn, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> that we addressed everyone before we were uh, off air okay. here. So those of you that are here, welcome to the after hours. <laughs> but we're still, <laughs> it'll still be recorded. So no craziness. Okay. <laughs> um, no craziness. But anyways, okay, I'll keep my hat uh, on. <clears throat> keep your hair up, right? Um, okay. Right. So Lynn, this, this space, it really feels like your peaceful space. When I see you there, I keep I mean, it really has this magical vibe to it. It feels like you're very grounded. It feels like you're more tuned into yourself. And for whatever reason, I don't know why this is important. Maybe you can help me see. It feels like you're getting away from, like, meaningless talking. Like, I just keep seeing, like, (laughs) either gossip or chatter or things that just are, like, I don't know, maybe they're draining, maybe they're not fully in support of you and you kind of are forced to feed into it because of whoever you're around, whatever it is. um, I keep feeling a quote unquote end uh, to all that. And again, solace and peace, like this is going to be a really, a really calming space for you. So I think with this realtor, it's not, as Bree said, she said it perfectly which is like, yeah, you, you could find a space. She could help you find a space, but it, you know, it's just okay. When this whole move is really supposed to be about quite a beautiful transition for yourself and, and a movement from one state into another. Ooh, that's a great pun. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I said state, I meant, you know, state of mind and energy, but obviously different, you know, USC. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and putting that that transition in someone's hand uh, could could prove to be a little bit adverse uh, to your goals here. So uh, I think keep looking for sure. Um, okay. You know, with the internet now, gosh, there's so many different ways you can and look at a place. Um, we got yes. even virtual walkthroughs. You know, with everything. Yeah. Um, exactly. But I. I I really feel like you're going to be the one to find it specifically what spirit keeps showing me is like this anchor. Um, And it's just this feeling that hits you right in your gut. It's almost as if something like drops Uh, quite literally. Mm -hmm. That's what spirit shows me dropping anchor. Uh, And I feel like you're going to feel that, like you're going to have that reaction. Again, this space is pulling out a whole other layer of your own energy um, and consciousness. So, take an active part in that. And I think you're going to find a lot uh, more successes here and things that, that work in your favor. Okay. Thank you. I agree. You're thank welcome. you so much. Thank you. Blessings. You guys have been so helpful. Thank you. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. You're very Good welcome. Luck, Good luck on the journey. Thanks for calling, Lynn. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
All right, Bree, we got one more call. You think we can do it? You up for it? Yeah, why not? All right, so our last call here uh, is going to be area code 216. 216, you're live and on the air. Please tell us your name where you're calling from. Wow, I didn't think I was going to get on. <laughs> you made it. You made it. So here you are. <laughs> Hi. Thank you, for, thank you for taking my call. Of course. Welcome. This voice sounds familiar. Can you hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time hearing you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I yeah, hear you. I hear you just fine. All right, hold on. I just pulled my, that mercury. my volume up. That's, there, that's much better. So, hello. Oh, there we go. Hi. I had my volume on too low. Um, I, my name is Sharon. I'm calling from the um, area of Ohio. Hi, Sharon. Hello. Um, I do have a question. It's a life question. I'm sure you can feel the stress. Okay. Um, I do. I have you tomorrow. And I had one oh boy. Monday. I had one, and tomorrow's something different, so I've had two this week. It's only the initial interview, though. It, I haven't gone in yet. It's the phone interview. Do you feel I'm going to get one of these jobs? If not, do you feel me getting employment coming up soon? Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about your journey so far so that I can connect to your frequency, okay? Um, well, I'm looking right now, like I said, for employment. My job ended about a week and a half ago. So I'd like my goal was to be employed by the first of the year. And my background mm-hmm. is I work in corporate, usually corporate companies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else you need to know? Um, I mean, I, I just, I just need to. I mean, honestly, you, you could, you could talk to me about your dog. You know, I just need to kind of connect to to you. You know, so okay. well, it's freezing um, out today. It's like twenty degrees out. It's <laughs> yucky. It's going to be snow. No, I don't like it. I live mm-hmm. like in Cleveland. The, you know, the worst. But yes, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm hoping that this next job is going to be a keeper. Mm-hmm. And if you know, okay. I'm only applying for jobs I want. By the way, I'm not just gonna. I'm not just going for anything. If you know what I mean. Okay. How have you been feeling health-wise lately? I, like, I know it's kind of like, like an awkward question, but I just threw um, a rune um, that's usually connected to the body. Urus. Um, and it's, uh, it's Merck's So, like, the cold sickness? Well, no, I, I haven't had a cold three years I'm basically very very healthy if you're picking up any health issues I'm just very very anxiety how's that it, it could it could be stress it could be stress yeah because you know I I'm not two more after that and realize you're this nervous energy because um, you have a you, you had um, dog after that um, which is a, like a rapidly shifting kind of energy and then I realized oh yeah that's that's just anxious energy nervous energy um, so okay talking about how your interview is going to go the the first thing that's coming through loud and clear is that um working yourself up is the 
that is your worst enemy walking into this. And I know that's kind of a T-ball thing. Like, you know, everybody knows it, but it's just that that's what's coming through loud and clear for you is um, the key to your, the, the key. I'm sorry. I'm talking too fast. Um, I'm feeling, I'm okay. feeling this anxiety. Um, okay. So the key to your success here. Okay. Is to try really hard not to get yourself worked up. The runes also acknowledge that this is okay. better, rather easier said than done. Okay, um, your anxiety is is really what's what's going to be your. That's that's what stands the greatest chance of defeating you in your aims to be employed before the first of the year. Okay, um, you mentioned that you want this next job to be a keeper. I do see that aim here. Um, when you first started talking to me, I drew a rune. That rune was the rune Odal or Ozala. This is a rune okay. that is about legacy. It's a rune that is about um, the things that we build, the ties that bind us. Um, it's a rune that, you know, for a financial question or, or a job question, this is, this is a rune that, that I would see for someone who's worried about taking care of their household and their family. Um, keeping a roof over their head, um, you know, making sure that there's enough food in the pantry, making sure that, you know, it's, this isn't just like, you know, not just those base needs, but also that it continues to stay over your head, that there continues to be enough food in the fridge, that that sort of thing. Okay. Um, this isn't just like a like a the <clears throat> desire to have a job. This is the desire to build a career. Okay. Oh, and I see that in your in your prior in your prior job. I, I do see a, to me, it looks like a massive disappointment. Um, it looks like it you really hope that, that it, that it would stay, um, that it would stick around, that it would stay. And you know, that, that this would be it for you. And, and you wouldn't have to worry so much about your security. The issue of security keeps coming up over and over and over again. Like I'm sort of feeling this clarescently. Like, you know, I, I feel almost like a, like, like a pain in, um, in my sacral chakra area here. So, you know, I, I do feel this, this anxiety, this, this worry about, um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, almost am I enough? You know what I mean? Um, am, am I going to be good enough for this? Um, and that, that, that right there, that's a low vibration um, to be. And that's, that's, that's the frequency that I feel like, you know, I feel like there might've been another disappointment prior um prior to this one um where maybe you know someone might have given you a needle and said hey you know we're we're, we're going in a different direction or um, or maybe that that actually was the um that was the circumstance that led to you looking for employment elsewhere um i'm seeing that the uncertainty is also one of the things that's really weighing on you right now because you you have the rune perthro the lot cup um so ultimately what what this is what this is kind of iterating is that, you know, as far as the interview prior, and I, I just, I just noticed here that, that they came up in, in two groups. So one of these is absolutely the, the interview that you just had. The other one here is the interview that you're going to have. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. That decision has not yet been made. I'm saying that they're still kind of deciding um, who is, who is meeting the needs of, I guess, their their company. Hang on, I'm going to draw another one for you here. Um, well, yeah, I have to, they have to decide whether they want to bring me in for an interview. The one Tuesday, the one yeah. I just had, I was totally relaxed, though. I really was. I'm yeah, more anxiety one. about the one tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, this one, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not communicating very clearly here. Um, 
I'm seeing that there was there was that break that happened, you know, the the ending with your with your previous Correct. job. I'm seeing that you had that you had that interview, okay? Um, I'm seeing that they have not yet had like basically they haven't decided they haven't made okay. a decision about whether or not they're going to bring you on. Okay, sorry about that. I'm I'm trying to okay. um, sort through this and and be as clear as I can. Um, now I did ask about the ultimate result of that, and I got Uaz and I got Bearcon in the reverse. So it's looking to me kind of like um, if you do get an offer, it might be like the the demands of the job might be not quite what you're used to or they might like ask you to train up different skills that you currently don't have. Um, so that, that might be a thing. Um, let me draw one more just to be super clear here. I don't want to lead you wrong. Um, but yeah, ultimately it's, it's really more about them like cycling through. I do see that your experience is going to factor in somehow though. The okay. fact that you have previous work experience is going to factor in somehow um, and in a positive way because the rune that I drew for that was Yera. Okay. So ultimately, you'll reap what you sow with that one. So, if, you know, if you know you went in relaxed, you really presented yourself well, um, at the very least, you will have made some connections. Um, okay. Moving on to this next one, um, your anxiety is literally the only thing that's, that stands to kill you here. I see this is, this is a great opportunity for you. And it's not only just a great opportunity for, for you to, you know, earn some money. It's also a great opportunity for you to grow because you have the rune Ingus here, which is, again, that, that opportunity, the, the inception of something, the, you know, the, the beginning. And then you have Dagas. Dagas is about, you know, transformation. And it does, it does have that, okay. that super shifty, you know, transformative kind of energy, you know, which, which feeds into the anxiety a little bit. So this is something that's going to get you a little bit out of your comfort zone. They might ask you some questions where you're going to be like, eh, and it, you know, but overall, I am getting the impression that they will give you a second interview. Um, All right. That is definitely something that is, that is coming through. So I can at least reassure you that you'll get a second interview. So it's not just going to stop on the phone. Yeah, this job tomorrow, they don't even, the start date is in January. That was already in my, in the description because you go through training. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go away to tra- train for a couple of weeks. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that starts, I think, the first week of January. So I already know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so just, yeah, just just make sure that, that, that you make your preparations too. I, I drew one more for you um, just, just to kind of, you know, shore you up and, and, you know, give you a little bit of extra reassurance here. Um, and the one I drew was, Algier. This is this ring comes to lesson. That lesson is that the the warrior that survives is most often the one that chooses to wear his armor. So just you know, make sure that that you go in prepared. You know, maybe think about the kinds of questions that you think that they might that they might ask you. Write down a few things. Think about your strengths and your weaknesses and write them down. Mercury is still in retrograde until the twentieth. So you know, just just okay. keep that in mind and and just make sure that you're, you know. Make sure that you know how prepared. you're going to word things. Yeah, exactly. If, if you walk in prepared, that, that'll do wonders for your anxiety because you're not going to have to be thinking about, like, you know, oh, God, you know, what do I do if they ask me a question to which I do not have an answer? You know what I mean? And then at least maybe yeah, if they do, you'll have something you know. that you can look back on. Right, exactly. But you do, do, do exactly. I know I, I think I asked you in the beginning, you do feel that I am going to get employed, correct? 
I do feel that there is something coming. Um, I don't feel like okay. we would have had the Odal rune come up unless there was a potential for you to build a career, unless there, there was a legacy okay. coming. You know what I mean? I feel like your yeah. previous skills make you eminently employable. I don't think that this is, this is something where you're, you know, sometimes, you know, we encounter these difficult situations financially, especially, um, and, and with employment because we're growing, you know, um, it's really hard to look at it that way though, when you're down in it. And I, I relate so hard. Um, I relate so hard to that struggle because I remember, you know, when I first began my spiritual journey, I, I remember losing my job um, and being thrown into this entire crisis of identity. You know, what do I do with my life now? You know, I know. And, and, you know, it eventually works out, you know, eventually, eventually works out. You just, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta keep trying and understand that. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough for a little while. It's going to be tight, but, um, but I do see that, that you'll pull through and that what you will build in the end is, is going to be worth all the hard work that you put in. Again, you, you have Yara here. What, what, you, what you sow, okay. you will reap. Okay. That makes me feel better. So, no, I'll tell you, I have a more yes. Yes, yes. Did you follow up with the key yet, Sharon? No, I haven't followed up with the key yet, but I did send the resume out. I haven't heard back from them okay. yet. You have a good okay. memory. Just I know. Wanted... I have so much anxiety around this. <laughs> the key. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that I out know there. I know you guys. I'm just I so think... stressed. I have a mortgage. You, have to... you understand, I'm sure. Totally understand. I know. I, I know I... very well. Um, I do feel, the one thing I am feeling, I, I want to reiterate um, the preparedness for the interview um, tomorrow, uh, I do feel like they will, uh, they might just give you some questions that really make you think. Um, but I am actually being shown that you have this sort of unseen energy, this unseen force that is going to kind of be present. And what the way that I see it, like the vision that I specifically see is like, I see you there, like all set up, you're sitting in this chair and like all of a sudden this like little bit of a wave kind of comes over you and there's this inherent like connection um, that you're going to be able to make not only with like your own self, a, a really good obvious relationship with self that they'll be able to see, but I see you having the ability to make a connection with that person. And what I keep being shown is that, Although the process for this interviewer, although they have learned to keep things impersonal or kind of, you know, at arm's length, I feel like you're going to have an ability to be able to kind of pull them in and really create a sense of engagement, which ultimately I feel is going to show them your, your, your kind of excitement, your readiness to actually be there. Um, and, and to work. So definitely be very present and, and be prepared, I think, for tomorrow. Um, they, the interviewer, you know, they might go off on the rails, uh, you know, and, and off some kind of, you know, just randomness that you weren't expecting. Um, but I think mm-hmm. with that facilitation of creating that interpersonal relationship, um, that you will be the one that kind of keeps everything on gear. And I feel like this specifically speaks to the job that you will be doing 
which is keeping things in line, keeping things in check. Um, I ask again about you having a job by the first, uh, and I am shown solid roots. I am showed specifically um, money and assets, uh, things of value will be coming. Um, I do keep feeling as well that it is going to be something that has a quote-unquote branch uh, wherever this place is. So it's like you're working as a branch, you know, off of whatever it is, you know, the company that has another yeah, branch somewhere, I, yeah, whatever it is. Um, I promise you I'm usually in control, ahead. you guys. I'm just, this is just, it just. Nervous. It's this okay. Is I know. I know. I usually am. Um, I just, this happens so out of the blue. What are you going to say? I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, it's no, okay. No, don't that, apologize. That was, that was I know. But I you are right. So I, I, I want Sorry, yeah, you were talking over each other. <laughs> no, I, I wanted, <laughs> ahead, to, I wanted to, uh, to jump in on something that, that Brandon mentioned because it's kind of dawned on me. Um, one of the, the big, big ideas um, that I didn't, I didn't think would factor in here, but now I'm seeing totally does, um, What's the Odal rune ties in with your ancestors. Um, so you might absolutely have, like he talks about like, you know, that, that, that spiritual energy that's going to be sort of guiding you. Oh. You're, you're going to feel like, like a presence with you. You, you could have, I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know where, where your, where your beliefs lie on the spectrum, but you know, um, a lot of people will, will conceptualize it as like a guardian angel. You know, I would conceptualize it as a as an ancestor spirit. You know, there's there's someone that's there with you. you oh, know. I believe in that stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, so just just know that there's. You know, I I do have a feeling that if if that room shows up, yeah, there's probably someone that's that's going to be sitting with you in that room, whether you see them or not. You know, guiding. Have guiding you been detached from that lately? Sharon, sure. by what? Have you been detached from that lately? I no, I've been I, attached, A T T, not detached. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you've really felt more spiritual lately um, than you have before. I've had more time to meditate though in the morning, so because I don't have to go to work and I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I do it before I go to bed. Okay. I know it's going to work out. I know it is. Yeah, it's that right. anxiety, I think, that you have to kind of reel in. Um, I think the meditations will definitely help. I I was telling everyone before, I have this awesome thing that I'm working on um, that helps to put you in that right state to really specifically help anxious feelings. So, um, you know, stay up to date here, and I'll be putting that out there. And, hey, it, it might help. I know it's already helped me. Um, which is, is really cool. It specifically helps with, um, you know, just unseen emotions, all the anxious feelings, nervousness, sadness, hurt, anger, guilt, fear, okay. all those major points. So um, stay up to date with that. But I think, honestly, I think you are really in a good space. I think it's just, you know, <clears throat> getting out of your head every once in a while. And that's why I think meditation is definitely helping. But it also seems like this mm-hmm. is why these, quote, unquote, unseen forces kind of come in to help you because they know, you know, where you're at and they know that, you know, you might need that little bit of extra support or the figurative hand on the shoulder, you know, um, it feels like all of that is kind of conspiring for you and in support of you. Mm -hmm. So definitely hold some solid faith in that. Um, 
when you feel like your your mind's maybe going um, somewhere you can't fully control or, you know, it puts you in in an anxious space. Right. (laughs) Um, I think that would definitely help because, again, a big thing that comes through is your confidence and your, your ability to be able to direct or mitigate or, you know, put things where they're supposed to go, keep things moving. Um, that's going to be part of, of what you're doing and part of the skills that people will see. So the more that you can kind of harness and ground your energy, the better, for sure. Thank you so you much. You got this, Sharon. You got this. I know. Because I fully 100% believe in you. Things are going over. You guys <clears throat> went over, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's our pleasure. It's, gotta it's help okay. You needed it. People. I tell you, I'm the last one. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Yep. You snuck Thank right you. in there. You both got it. You. Have a nice evening, both of you. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank take you. care, you Sharon. Too, Sharon. Good, Good luck. luck. Thank you. Bye. All right. Awesome, Bree. Well, we we got through them all here. Um, we did. Perfect. Did great. So, um, I want. Uh, to remind everybody again um, how they can get in touch with you and, and get in contact with you uh, if they want to set up a private session um, or do a reading with you. Uh, how can they do that? The easiest way is to actually email me until I get the website up. Um, again, you can contact me through Gmail, my Gmail account. My professional Gmail account is northernvisionstarot at gmail.com. Um, but I do a lot more than just tarot. So, um, northern, just like the word northern, visions, um, V-I-S-I-O-N-S, tarot at gmail.com. And um, I think we also included it in the uh, the blurb underneath the um, uh, the podcast, didn't we? Yeah, it's in the description here. It so if okay. you're seeing it's in, it's the, in the show page. Too, so. Yep, perfect. I have one last so question for sales, you, Bree. Okay. What is your personal mission with the work that you do? Why do you do this? Oh, my personal mission. Well, you know what? I'm actually, I'm really glad that you asked that question, Brandon. I was was beginning to think that we wouldn't be able to talk about it, um, that we wouldn't have time. Well, sorry, hang on. Give me a second. I'm having having a little bit of a cold here. So I do it because I think, um, I think that if you have access to a resource other people don't, you have a duty to share it. Um, and I think that's I think that's the joy of wealth of any kind. And I think that's the lesson of the rune Sehu. You know that that's what what is in in the rune poem. You know, if if you have wealth, you have duty to share it. Um, I don't see any reason to build higher walls around my gifts or to hoard them. In fact, I see every reason to build a longer table and to share them with those who would partake. You know. Um, like I said before, my passion is absolutely found in helping people to to live well, um, you know, and I want to guide people toward living a more evolved existence. You know, granted, you know, a, a lot of this this work is it's it's lifelong. This is a huge idea. I'm still really young, um, and I've got a long way to go before I'm anywhere near accomplishing that mission. But I think that's a start. So a lot of it's just you know finding genuine joy and helping people through their difficulties and. Um, I don't know. I get a kind of satisfaction from it that I don't find anywhere else. You know, so I, I think ultimately if you, if you do find that satisfaction, if it brings you to balance, then that tells you you're doing the right thing. 
Absolutely. Well, I think you achieved these these goals here as well. I think you're able to create and help people understand a sense of wholeness and clarity, understanding, you know, for their own queries and things that were concerning for them. Uh, I could feel them taking away from that a sense of, at least at the very least, a sigh of relief, which is beautiful. So thank you again for being here, um, connecting with all of us, sharing of yourself and connecting with the listeners. Definitely appreciate it and excited to learn you know, about something new. I, I always love that. If you're not learning, you're not living. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for having me. This has been a, a unique and and um, very distinct honor. Yeah. Thank you for helping me get out of my comfort zone. This was fun. That's sweet. You're welcome. It's, it's my pleasure. All right, everyone. Well, uh, thank you all for tuning in past present and future listeners thank you for those listening into the archives again if you want to get in touch with Bree uh, you can shoot her an email for now at northernvisionstarot at gmail.com the link here is in the description Uh, remember those of you um, listening into the page you can also download the show and listen to the podcast on your phone using Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. You can even re-listen to uh, the reading over again on your show if you want to hear that and maybe you don't remember all the specifics that were said. Uh, please feel free to do so. If you need to get in touch with me, Brandon Hauser, visit me on my website, thedreamteacher.com. Be sure to follow the show if you do want to stay up to date on the new shows that are coming out. I do at least uh, two shows a week, uh, sometimes three, sometimes one if it's a little busy like I have been lately. But um, it'll keep you up to date on all the shows that are coming out. Uh, Again, thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you all being here, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, everyone. Be well. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.